Lord Jesus, we give you so much praise this morning. God, we thank you that you were born on this day. God, to show us your love and your grace and your mercy so that we might know you. We might know forgiveness. We might know your love. We might know your presence. And God, this morning on this Christmas morning, we choose just at least for these moments to turn our attention to you. We choose to worship you and to give you glory and to remember what you have done, what you have accomplished and where you are now. And God, we pray this morning that that we might get a bigger glimpse of who you are. We might have a bigger understanding of your majesty. Lord God, we love you so much. We honour you and we praise you. We thank you for all this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. It's great to be with you this morning. Good morning to those online. Merry Christmas as well. How good is it to be together with our family on Christmas morning? I hope you got a nice uh, sleep in this morning. No? Me neither. Just shout out everyone at the same time. What time you woke up this morning? Yep, I heard a few 5.30s. I'm there with you. Got some tired kids already. They're like eight hours into their day already. Wondering what's for dinner when we get home. Well, um, I hope that you have a a great day today and that um, in these next few moments that we can remember together what Christmas is all about. I want to read a passage, uh, maybe that we don't normally read on Christmas morning, but we've got to change it up sometimes, in 1 John 1, 1 to 4. So if you've got your Bibles or you've got a screen behind me that you want to watch, let's read this. What was from the beginning, what we have heard and what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, that life was revealed and we have seen it and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. And what we have seen and heard we also declare to you so that you may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Lord God, we thank you again for this Christmas day. And we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have something to speak to us even this morning, even amongst the busyness uh, and all the distractions, the feelings, um, and all that goes on with this day. God, we know that you have something to speak into our hearts and our lives this morning. We pray that you would help us to hear that and to give you the, the attention that you deserve. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things that has happened over the last few years um, with our smart devices is different apps and social media apps especially, ones that um, like Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook, uh, even FaceTime and all these different things that allow you to show your face um, and have a camera pointing towards you. Um, and, uh, And what these apps have discovered is that a lot of people don't like the way they look. And so they put these filters on. Have you seen these? And um, I think the first one that ever came out was that dog filter. 
Do you remember that? And you had the, the puppy, you might have seen some videos of puppy dog ears and a big tongue that came out of your mouth when you, I was going to do a video of myself doing it, but I thought, <clears throat> I'm ugly enough, I don't need, don't need any help. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I know I'm, okay, don't. <laughs> There's filters, because sometimes we want to just um, filter or, you know, the little butterflies that some people have on their cheeks, like, how do you get a butterfly on your cheek? It's a filter, it's not real. Uh, these uh, magic, the Godhead Sea, hail the incarnate deity. When Charles Wesley wrote this some um, 300 or more years ago, he chose those words very intentionally. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead Sea. Veiled in flesh. Have you ever tried looking at the sun directly? Don't. Don't do it. Kids, don't do it. What will happen if you look at the sun directly? Maybe you'll see it, but you'll squint and it'll be super blurry at best. At worst, you'll like burn your retinas out and damage your eyes. It won't be good for you. What do you need to see the sun? You need some sort of magic camera that can actually take a photo of it, or you need some sort of filter to see the sun. Maybe sunglasses if you've got really good ones, uh, or probably something more powerful than that. You see, when Jesus, the pre-existing Son of God, comes to earth, he comes veiled because if he was to show us his full glory, the full love, the full magnitude of who he was, we would not be able to look at him. We would not be able to, to stand in his presence and live. And so he comes as a baby in a manger. He comes veiled in his glory so that we might see a glimpse of what he's really like. In 1 John 1, the verses we read, it says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard and seen with our eyes, and what we have observed and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life, that life was revealed. And we have seen it, and we testify. So that the life, the glory, the love was revealed. You know, Jesus doesn't just um, show us glory, he is glory. He doesn't just give us life, he is life. And so Jesus coming at Christmas enables us to see through a filter, God, the creator God, the creator of the universe, the all-powerful, almighty God, in a way that we couldn't see before. God in human form, God with flesh on. And through the Gospels, we see the life of Jesus, and we see this glory, or this goodness, or this love, this compassion, this grace, all through this filter. Just a glimpse of what he's really like. Just a glimpse of what he's really like. Just like you've only ever seen a photo of the sun. Just like you've only ever seen uh, a filtered version of the sun if you've been lucky enough to do so. You've never seen the sun, just you and the sun. You've never seen God, just you and God. You've never seen his fullness, his majesty, his glory. You've only seen a glimpse, a snapshot, if you like. And even that snapshot is incredible. And you might think to yourself this morning, maybe you've been dragged along by a family member. Well done for coming. Um, maybe you've been invited by a pesty Christian friend of yours. Again, well done for coming. Or maybe you're watching online because um, by some miracle the kids are still asleep or they're playing with their toys and you thought, oh, may as well watch some church on Christmas morning. Well done again. And you might think to yourself, how am I to believe in a God who came as a human baby, born of a virgin? Like, how am I really to believe that that's what Christmas is all about? And it's a good question. 
And perhaps, like I said, you're here today, not because you potentially or really um, believe in Jesus like he is God, but maybe because it's just the right thing to do. Maybe someone convinced you. Or, or, or a number of other reasons. Maybe you thought, Jesus is a good guy. I may as well hear something about him. How am I to believe that Christmas is really about Jesus? And that Jesus is really the Son of God. There's no science to prove his existence. It's not like every Christmas we get a beam of light from heaven, although the, the sun's shining pretty brightly today. Take that for what you want. Um, some sort of sign that Jesus is real. Scientific proof. We like science, don't we, at the moment? In our season of human existence, science is, uh, is king. Do you know back in the... I was reading this week. I'm going to get my dates wrong. I didn't write it down. Back in the 1960s, I believe it was, the Russian-Soviet Union went to space. Um, and they were on a, on a quest. Part of their quest was to s- discover if there was heavens or God or a God up there. And they went up there and then they came back and said, nah, told you, there's no God. Can't be real. And C.S. Lewis got a wind of this. Um, and C.S. Lewis is a, a, a great Christian author. And he said in, rep- in reply to this uh, discovery or non-discovery, that not finding God's existence is no surprise. And it's the equivalent of Hamlet going up into an attic in one of his plays and not finding Shakespeare. And if you don't know Shakespeare or Hamlet, then there's some research for you to do later. Hamlet is a character in a play, and Shakespeare is the author of that play. And so Hamlet in himself has no ability to go and find Shakespeare. Unless... The only way, the only way that Hamlet could ever discover Shakespeare or anything about Shakespeare is for Shakespeare to write himself into a play. Now, I'm not sure if he ever did that. If not, there's an idea for you, Shakespeare. A bit late, but... The only way Hamlet knows anything of Shakespeare is for Shakespeare himself to write himself into the play. And the only way we know something of God is that he reveals himself to us. He writes himself into our story. And the way he chose to write himself into our story began in Christmas, some 2,000 years ago, through a baby born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem. And you might think, well, that's not very convincing, Brad. But you're not the author. We are the... Created. We don't get to decide how the Creator decides to reveal Himself to us. And the Creator decided to reveal Himself to us through a man, through Jesus Christ. And so Jesus reminds us, I mean, Christmas reminds us that Jesus is revealed. That God Himself thought enough of us, loved us enough, was moved to enough action that He would write Himself into our story by sending a son, by sending his only son in human form, veiled in glory, veiled in what we can see of him. And for what purpose? Well, 1 John 1 goes on to say, what we have seen and heard we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things, so that our joy may be complete. He writes himself into our story. He reveals himself amongst so many reasons, but for your joy, 
You know, we sing that song, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Jesus didn't have to come to earth. He didn't have to write himself into our story. But love drove him to action. And this love results in our joy. You know, Paul writes about this idea in a, in a different way in Philippians 2, verse 5 to 8, where he's talking about humility and he's talking about how we are to love each other and treat each other. He points back to Jesus and he explains what Jesus did. And so he says, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself, he veiled his glory by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by, coming, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus comes at Christmas, and that's just the beginning of the story. That's the most amazing thing about Christmas, is that it's just the beginning of an incredible story of an incredible show of glory, of love and grace. Because you see, Jesus goes on, not only to become a baby and to grow up, but then to live a life that we couldn't live. To reconcile us to the Father through dying on a cross for our sins. And then defeating death by, ra- by being raised to life three days later. And so the attitude that Paul encourages us in Philippians 2 is this one of selflessness, this one that Jesus had where he put you first. He loved you first. Jesus comes not just to reveal God, but to show ultimate love through the cross. And this is the attitude Jesus had and has still this day towards you to come into his creation, to write himself into your story so that you might see some of his glory, love and goodness. And so I don't know where you find yourself on this Christmas morning, but as the sun beats down on us today and the next few days, I want us to be reminded every time we feel that heat of the sun and we get that glare and we walk outside from a dark house and we think, oh, I can't see properly that that's just a glimpse of the glory that Jesus has. And that he comes at Christmas to show us some of that glory, to show us some of that love. And let it remind you that Christmas is for you, that Jesus coming from heaven to earth is for you. It's for your good, it's for your joy. It's so that you might know love, you might know hope, and you might know peace. And for us here at Sale Baptist, we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That he's not just some good guy that lived some 2,000 years ago, but he is the Son of God. And that he came to save sinners. He came to save all of us and to redeem us into relationship with himself. And so even for us that are part of the, the Christian body already, that believe this truth. As we enter a new year next week, don't want to alarm you, that's that's what's coming next. As we enter a new year, 
it's a great reminder of the fresh start that Jesus gives. No matter where you find yourself this morning, no matter where you found yourself this year, Jesus has come for you and he loves you and he's pursuing you and he will continue to pursue you with his love and his grace. And so I want to encourage you this Christmas and give you that sense of hope and love and grace that Jesus offers. That he didn't have to write himself into your story, but he chose to. And that he might not have come in the way that you think would be the appropriate way to come, but you don't get to decide that. He does, and that's the way he decided to do it. And he writes himself into your story so that you might discover him and know him and follow him and be changed by him. And so let me pray for us all this Christmas morning as we finish up. And uh, let's pray for a, a greater awareness of that love and that grace this Christmas. Lord God, we thank you so much that you chose to write yourself into our story, that you chose to come from heaven to earth so that we might know and begin to know how good, how loving, how perfect you are, that you are the life, the way, the truth. You don't just show it. And God, we pray that even as we get some of the sunshine this afternoon and over the next few, next few days, God, that it would remind us every time of your glory and of your goodness. God, that your Holy Spirit would just make us so aware of Jesus and that as we enter a new year, that we might have our hearts more fully surrendered to your purpose and your ways. And then we might follow you as king and as leader of our life. God, we thank you for this year and all it has brought. And we pray that as we move into a new year, that we might be led by your grace and your compassion and your mercy. And that we might reflect it to others. God, we give you so much glory and honor this Christmas day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this Christmas Day. I hope you have a wonderful day celebrating. A reminder that there's no service next Sunday on New Year's Day. We'll be back in the building on the 8th and back in Locksport in Yarram on the 15th. Merry Christmas. Have a great day.